car repair, the nightmare of the Western world. You don't know the difference between the catalytic converter and the powertrain, the carburetor and the camshaft. You've been ripped off endlessly by unscrupulous mechanics who've charged hundreds or thousands of dollars. You're sick of feeling like a complete idiot, and you just don't want to take it or pay for it anymore. Well, your life's about to change. Meet Pam Oaks, ASE certified and top-notch auto technician host, shop owner, and author of Car Care for the Clueless, or how to make money while maintaining a vehicle. She'll answer your questions and teach you how to talk car talk. Get under the hood right now with Pam. And welcome back to another episode. This week we have a special treat. We're actually taping from my repair shop in Fort Myers, Florida. And we have a bunch of customers who have a bunch of car care questions for us. And we have the answers. And this is to help everybody out, including the listeners. We have Peter Sudak, our gadget guru, back with a holiday gadget for your vehicle, believe it or not. We have our tire tips. We have our cheap car care tip. Very important. Emphasis on the cheap because we want to keep money in our pocket. And, of course, we want to thank our sponsors, Jasper Engines and Transmissions. Jasper Engines and Transmissions, 100% associate owned. If you are in need of an engine or transmission, ask for Jasper by name. You know, as a matter of fact, I installed one last week for a customer. Let's not forget Continental Tires. Continental Tires. I have them on my vehicle. I have them on my relatives' vehicles. If your car is in need of sneakers before the snow hits the ground, ask for Continental Tires. So let's get on with the show. We have Paul from Florida, and Paul has a question regarding his vehicle. And what uh, brands of gasoline uh, are recommended to get the best performance from your automobile? There is a grouping called Top Tier Fuels. Top Tier Fuels were the brainchild of six car manufacturers. General Motors, Toyota, Honda, as in your case you have a Honda, BMW, Audi and VW and they got together with the petroleum companies and they said this is the formula we need to get the best performance and fuel economy out of our cars and a handful came back and said okay we'll go online with you and we'll do what you're asking. Top Tier Fuel is regional you'll have to ask your local ASC certified Blue Seal shop which Top Tier Fuel gas station is relevant in your area. Another good idea is if you go on a trip to have a listing, so if you're out of state, you can always refer to the list. Thank you very much. This stuff really works. Let me tell you, we did an experiment here at the shop, and my fiancé drove the car for a week with Top Tier, then I drove the same car for a week with Top Tier. Then, using, again, the same car, keep the experiment uh, control in order, I put the non-top-tier fuel in, and then he drove it with the non-top-tier fuel. My personal fuel economy, even with my lead foot, increased 15%. I was getting 20 miles a gallon in the city, and I was getting 23 miles a gallon in the city with the top-tier. Now on paper, if I use top-tier versus the other stuff, I will be getting a free tank of gas because I've increased 3 miles per gallon. And it's a 15-mile tank, so, you know, if you do the math, you're looking at 45 miles per tank. And that money, that extra money, is going in my pocket, and it's for something me to do. Use top-tier fuel. It keeps money in your pocket. It's great for your car. 
it creates less emissions it's just overall good stuff use it please ask your ASE certified technician what gas station in your area is top tier they have the list let's get on with the next question okay we have Terry from Florida and Terry what is your automotive question today if your brake light comes on and you lose your brakes and you're on the highway what do you do very good question uh, very good safety question you need to uh, take your foot off the accelerator and slow down put your emergency hazards on and get into the emergency lane as soon as you can roll to a stop put the vehicle in park call for uh, roadside assistance never drive with no brakes remember nobody can get hurt if a car doesn't start if the car doesn't stop you have no brakes people can get hurt or killed it's not worth it thank you you're welcome so this situation that Terry presented is twofold first of all always have your brakes checked your brakes should be checked each time you have your tires rotated and remember you rotate your tires according to if you're a normal or a severe duty driver your ASE certified technician will be able to tell you which category you fall into it's not the make or the manufacturer it's the type of driving that you do that dictates severe or normal driving so let's get back to that tire rotation every time you rotate your tires the SC certified technician doing so needs to look at the brake pads the hardware the hydraulic components of your brakes needs to check this out it doesn't take any time whatsoever so it's extremely important to make sure that they do this when you have your tires rotated furthermore if you know that you have a brake issue you shouldn't be driving the car like I said somebody could get hurt or killed the second part of this is having the emergency numbers do you have an emergency number to call in case you have an incident on the road or breakdown now's the time get yourself an emergency contact that you know will come out and help you it could be a roadside service it could be a relative a friend but have a contact number because trying to locate somebody when you're in the emergency situation is the wrong time to do so go through your rolodex and find out who can help you out just in case and give them a heads up too for courtesy that'd be kind of nice so let's get on with our next question Okay, we're going to talk to Fred, and Fred has an automotive question for us today. Why is it that at times when I'm in my car and I put it in reverse and back up and I turn the steering wheel to the left, the fan motors come on? That's for the air conditioning. Okay, well, this isn't something that's common with a car. Your car is in experiencing a malfunction you need to have it looked at the sooner the better two reasons well first of all we don't want you to get stuck okay we don't want you to be in a situation that you get stuck because this malfunction has dominoed into something else second of all speaking about a situation dominoing we don't want you to have something that's a minor problem turn into a major problem because it has gone on and on and on and on okay thank you okay I'll give you a real good example with this one we had a customer who was experiencing uh, an occasional brake light would come on his ABS light would come on his airbag restraint light would come on and you see this off and on and think eh, no big deal 
We found out about this later after the vehicle was towed in because the vehicle actually shut down. It would not move any farther. He was driving, the car shut down, and that was all she wrote. And he was stuck in traffic. They got it over the side of the road, had it towed in. We took a look at it and found the source of his problem. It was rodents. That's right, folks. He had a mouse or another type of rodent gnawing at the insulation on his electrical wiring. The electrical wiring has insulation because we don't want these wires to touch each other. Well, they did because the rodent took care of that for us and he was having these little intermittent problems and then it collapsed into a huge one because the wires touched it shorted out quite a few things including the computer that runs the engine and it was a very 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 expensive fix which if he would have brought it in beforehand where he just started getting all these little ghost symptoms instead of letting it drag out it would have been a cheap fix for him so please pay attention to all these little idiosyncrasies of your vehicle. And if you notice something that's off kilter, have it looked at right away. I know you don't want to put money into your car, but putting a little money versus what this gentleman had to pay is well worth taking the time and catching it while it is early. And we're going to take a moment out and we're going to talk about our cheap car care tidbit for this week. Again, it's something that you can find in your house. And believe it or not, it's going to be coffee grounds. You're going to say, geez, Pam, what are we going to put coffee grounds in our car for? Will it make it run better? No. But it will help keep the bugs out of your car. You know, this holiday season, we're going to be transporting a lot of cakes, cookies, desserts to and from relatives, work, so on and so forth. Well, all those crumbs are not going to be contained in those little decorative bags that they have and unfortunately some of them are going to get in the car. For those that do escape the packaging, it's in the carpet, it's in the seats. And who loves crumbs more than anybody else? Ants! That's right. Even though it's cooler out and you think the ant population has dwindled, they're still foraging for food here and there. And that does not exempt your car for them to look for stuff. I'll give you a quick example. We had a customer of ours that uh, unfortunately parked underneath a tree while it was starting to uh, lose its leaves. Down came the ants. The ants got into his car, infested the car. They had children who really didn't want to use pesticides, but we knew that coffee grounds works. And so we put a thin layer of coffee grounds on the floor. We put a thin layer in the back area of the vehicle, and guess what? A couple of days later, you could see the ant population in the car had dwindled, and a few days after that, they were gone. Ants do not like coffee grounds. This is a natural deterrent. There's no pesticides, especially for those who have families, like I just said. Coffee grounds. It's cheap. You're going to throw them away anyway. Use the coffee grounds. It's a great car care tidbit for this week. Now let's get on to our next question. We have Drake with us today from Florida. Drake, what's don't your you car got, question? I don't know. My car question, Pam, and I read where my tires need the perfect pressure for them. Should I be worried more about inflating or deflating with for better gas mileage? You always should read what is inside your door panel. There's going to be a PSI level for the front. There's going to be a PSI level for the back. We don't want you to go any more or any less. This is how the manufacturer 
has designed the vehicle for the specific tire size and the specific PSI in it. Don't vary it because you think it's too hot or too cold out. This will cause instability, unusual tire wear, poor braking. I could just go on and on. So just keep it as the manufacturer wants it, whatever car you drive. Once again, I learned from you, Pam. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. There's a reason for everything, and everything has a reason, and this includes tire pressure. Please do not vary from the manufacturer. I'm going to give you an example. We had a customer came in, and they went on vacation. They thought that they increased the tire inflation, that it would increase stability, it would increase the ride. They could pack more stuff in the trunk. Uh, the only thing it really did is it wore out the inside of the tires. It decreased their traction, it decreased their braking ability. Not worth it. Now they're buying tires for the back of their car because they overinflated them, grossly overinflated them, thinking that they're going to compensate for the weight. You know, if you're not sure, you ask. That's why you ask your ASC certified technician. You ask your ASC Blue Seal shop. You ask the tire manufacturer. Each tire manufacturer is listed on the internet. You can give them a call and ask questions. There's a reason for everything, and everything has a reason. And there's a reason why your tire inflation is supposed to be set at a specific PSI level. Go off of that tag. Don't be like the customer who decided to take matters into their own hands. Now it's money out of their pocket money that they didn't need to spend had they paid attention to the rules. Please, very important. And if you're just tuning in, this is Car Care for the Clueless. I'm your host, Pam Oaks. This week we have you in my shop down in Fort Myers, Florida, and we're asking customers their car questions. Of course, we're going to have our gadget guru, Peter Sudak, and he's going to give us this really bizarre but extremely useful holiday gadget for our car. So let's get back to the show. I'm talking to Jean from Illinois. Jean, what question do you have for me? Is it okay to drive with the check engine light on? Not for a long period of time. It is okay to drive with the check engine light on when you first notice it until you can get to an ASC, preferably an ASC Blue Seal certified shop. Okay. We do not condone driving around with a check engine light on at all. It is not good for the emissions. It's not good for your which fuel economy, you which you notice in your, in your wallet. Okay. And it's okay. not good for the overall vehicle. Yeah. It, it, it's, there's a reason why that light's on. It's telling you that the <laughs> onboard computer system has picked up a fault and it needs to be addressed. And it's not like to have it addressed next week okay, or in a month. Well, it's to have it addressed week. ASAP. Sorry, we'll get people who come in call. and they'll say, oh, that light's been on forever. No, it's not supposed to be. You uh, are diminishing the lifespan of the vehicle. This okay. is not good. Not only are you doing that, you're going to the gas station more often because you have to put fuel in it because it's also diminished your fuel economy. Thank you very much. Okay, I have another automotive horror story regarding check engine lights. We had a customer who had the check engine light and his neighbor who used to be a mechanic said, oh, it's okay to run around with your check engine light. It's not going to hurt anything. Well, he ran around and he didn't ask a professional ASC certified technician, somebody who was up to date with this, 
and needless to say it got brought in on a tow truck we read the code and uh, needless to say it had a uh, emission component code for the vehicle but there's something going on more than that we investigated it we got involved with it basically what had happened was this component the emissions gas recirculated valve just how it was set up with this specific engine actually put hot gas into the cylinder head area and actually burnt a hole right through the valve which is a mechanical component in the cylinder head the top end of your engine I still have the valve right now this valve I would say it's probably about a half of an inch thick the hot gas is actually burned through this half inch thick piece of metal I mean it, it cooked it there's nothing left it's like somebody put a blowtorch on it well it did some other damage other than that needless to say uh, engine time because we ran around with the check engine light on so a repair that would have been a couple hundred dollars turned into thousands of dollars just think of what you could have done what you could have done with that money with the engine and the gas that you wasted what a nice vacation what a nice thing to put in your savings account please 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 do not run around with the check engine light on it's there for a reason it's telling you that the cars having a problem don't let a domino have it looked at early and it's going to save you a ton of money we have Joanna from Fort Myers and what questions do you have for me today what about all those extra trinkets that are on the ignition key it can get pretty heavy with that uh, you see a lot of people they'll have all these little mementos on these keychains mm -hmm. and they'll weigh five pounds this is not good for the tumbler where the key is inserted this of course only goes for vehicles that have the keys that go into the ignition nowadays some do not those you can put all the trinkets on it you want but the old-fashioned style where you put the key in the ignition please keep that at a minimum um, the ignition components now unlike days before they have a lot of polymers in there plastics and the cars can get up to 160 to 170 degrees in the sun especially in the summer and this breaks it all down so all that unneeded weight is just harmful for it I recommend getting a little uh, clip so you can remove your car keys from your other keys if you want to carry all these trinkets when you use your car remove the key from the clip and do it that way okay it sounds very informative thank you okay my last tale of woe I promise but you know really pay attention to these stories that I'm telling you because this is only going to help you so you don't get into the same situation as these people had gotten themselves into their own little pickle here's an example I had a European car in here they had trinkets galore on there we forewarned them and about a year later it came in on a tow truck needless to say the tumbler where the key goes into to turn the car on failed the key was stuck in there since it was a European car we had to go through all the hoops and jumps that the car manufacturer told us that we had to do for security reasons the customer was without a car for over six weeks 
six weeks no car and they had a rent a car six weeks of car rental so now we have the repair six weeks of car rental for no reason because they had trinkets on their keychain and they didn't want to get a separate clip not worth it it was a lot of money too by the way um well over a thousand dollars after everything was done between the car rental and everything else think of what you could do with the thousand dollars I can think of a ton of things I could do with $1,000 other than putting it into my car. Please, take heed to this one. Keep the trinkets off the key ring or have a separate key ring just for the ignition. Remove it from the others and start the car that way. It's going to save you a lot of money in the long run. And moving on with our program, this week's tire tip. How to measure how much tire tread you have remaining on your tires. Remember they used to do the Lincoln Penny? Well, that really doesn't work on some of the performance tires that are on today's family car. So what we need to do is we need to go off of how many 30 seconds of an inch. And the tire manufacturers have actually helped us out here. They actually have these little bumps in the center of the tread called wear bars. These wear bars tell us when basically it's time to get new tires. Now, of course, measuring off the wear bars, you have to take into account if it's rainy season or it's snow season uh, because you don't want to be too close to that wear bar when you really need traction. So go off the wear bar, and if it's getting kind of close, and it doesn't matter if there's a lot of tread on one side and not so much on the other, and it's right near that wear bar, it's time to get new sneakers for your car. So if you're not sure, ask your ASE certified technician. They'll be more than happy to help you out. This is a freebie service. If it's not, you need to find another shop. So today's tire tip, check your tires tread wear bar. It's in the center of the tread and you can just run your finger through there and you can actually feel it or take a ballpoint pen if you don't want to go dirty. Same effect and see where they're at. That is the best method for you to check your tire tread other than having a professional check it out, which I always encourage going to your ASC Blue Seal shop. Okay, last but not least this week, let's talk to our gadget guru, Peter. Peter has an interesting holiday gadget and <laughs> fits on your keychain, but you can use one of those clips and save yourself the hassle of later damage to that key and tumbler. I'm not going to spoil any more of it. Let's talk to Peter. Hi, Peter. How you doing? Hi Pam, how are you today? Good. So what gadget do you have for us this week? I understand that it's kind of holiday related. Yes, it's for people who have a hard time finding their cars in the parking lot after a rough day of shopping. People have that problem? Oh yeah. <laughs> I've, I've run into it myself a couple times and forgot where I parked the car. But we have a gadget to help them out. So it's better than uh, hitting the emergency button on your car? Uh, find your car? Yeah, it's about the same way, but it actually makes it a little easier. It's actually a little GPS unit. It's a two-piece unit that one part stays in the car. And, okay. what you, and what you also have is a remote key fob, which attaches to your keychain. Okay. And what happens is, when you're getting close to your car, if you can't remember which aisle you're in, <laughs> you, you, hit the, you hit the button, your remote on your keychain beeps at you, letting you know you're getting close to your car. And then you'll probably remember it's like, oh, that's right, that's where I parked it, and then you'll be able to find it from there. That's pretty scary. Yes, it is. <laughs> but some Pretty people useful. take but some people take shopping very seriously and they get distracted, so 
Yes, it'll be a it would be a useful unit. Yes. Yeah, I was never one of those people who would take shopping serious. I was tortured as a child no. being drunk to the mall, and you know I uh, don't have that problem as an adult because I get in and get out of there. That's right. When I go shopping for anything, I know what I want. I know where I gotta go. I'm on a mission. I'm in and out. <laughs> kind of like a military mission. You're in and in and out in 30 minutes or less. So what you're saying, this would be really good for like people like my mom. Uh, well, she can find the car, but yeah, if she, if she gets lost in the store and, and gets distracted, yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you so can, where can I find this? You can pick it up at the box stores or you can get it online. Okay, and, and how much would this little gadget cost? It runs about $80. Well, that's not too bad. A lot less than I thought for something like that. Yeah, it's a little GPS finder to help you find your car. And you can find your car in the parking lot. That's right. Another gadget for the keychain. That's right. <laughs> this is great. Remember, folks, we need to keep those trinkets and gadgets separate from the ignition key, though. We just talked about that. That's correct, yes. Well, Peter, thank you again for that informative gadget for yep. our vehicle. And I hope it helps all them holiday shoppers out there who have temporary amnesia and can't find their car. I hope so, I too. I hope it helps a lot. Thank you again, Peter. Okay, Take thank care. you. Well, you know, we had a lot of fun broadcasting from the shop this week, and I hope that you've taken these examples and you've learned some lessons, and it's going to help you keep money in your pocket. Again, thank you, Peter, for joining us with that interesting holiday gadget. And again, thank you to our sponsors, Continental Tires. Continental Tires, I have them on my car, my relatives' cars. I love my Continental Tires. And of course, Jasper Engines and Transmissions. If you are in need of an engine or a transmission, ask for Jasper by name. And again, thank you. And this whole concept is to make you a savvy car care consumer. Until next week, take care. Thanks for joining us today. Please make sure to come back next week for another edition of Car Care for the Clueless. And don't forget to look for Pam's book, Car Care for the Clueless, or How to Make Money While Maintaining a Vehicle. You'll find it on her website. Just click on the icon Host Website right in front of you on the webtalkradio.net page. See you next week.